0: really we're talking about wholeness and how we find our way back to wholeness. And I have a confession to make. I sometimes have a challenging time with the relationships in my life. Can anyone relate to that? <laughs> we did just come from Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully you avoided the political discussions over the Thanksgiving table. I know that for me, though, I... I I did not have a lot of good role models for what a positive relationship looked like when I was growing up. And I didn't really see that and learn that until I got older. And as I got older, I started to recognize sort of the barriers that were living inside of me that were stopping me from having more fulfilling relationships I began to recognize how my own unresolved traumas were playing out in my social world. To give you an example, I would go out on dates and I would be completely swept away by the woman in front of me, ignoring all of the red flags that might be there, (laughs) because I was seeking out any kind of connection. It didn't matter what it was, I just wanted that connection. And of course, I would then wonder why those relationships didn't last. What I wasn't recognizing was that I was living my life through the lens of my own unresolved trauma, rather than my own inherent wholeness. I would seek out relationships because I thought that they would fix me, they would make me whole, rather than bringing my own inherent wholeness into the world. And so, it was no surprise that my relationships with others were a little bit superficial. And they weren't super healthy, that's for sure. I didn't feel like I could open up and share the wounds that I was feeling in my soul. I didn't feel like I could share my dreams because maybe I'll sound stupid or overly idealistic. Really, I didn't feel like I could be myself, because I was desperately clinging to any sort of connection, even though my heart was crying out for depth and for healing. So at this point in our talk, you might be thinking, isn't this talk called Welcome to My Dream Home? (laughs) I thought we were going to talk about HDTV (laughs) and how I can get into my dream home. Well, we're, we're talking about the home of our souls. We're talking about the home of our higher self today. And for that, the thing that I've recognized in my own growth is that nothing, nothing will limit our dreams, our sense of self with a capital S, more than our unhealed trauma. And we're all finding our way out of what's become a nearly three-year pandemic that has upturned everybody's life. Nobody was immune to the impact of the pandemic. We were isolated for months on end, some of us all alone. Some of us might have lost friends and family during that time. When I think about this, I imagine the trauma of losing somebody to COVID and not even being able to say goodbye to them in the hospital because they're under quarantine. That's trauma and that's real. And whether we're aware of it or not, we probably have some form of trauma that's living within us. Author Mark Epstein, who wrote The Trauma of Everyday Life, says, It is hard to imagine the scope of an individual life without envisioning some kind of trauma. And it is hard for most people to know what to do about it. And I can relate to that. For the longest time, I didn't know what to do about it. Now, oftentimes when we hear that word trauma, we immediately find our way to the extreme, right? I mean, I know that's where my mind goes, and I think of the trauma that was suffered by those who were at Club Q, or the children and the parents and the teachers at the Uvalde shooting, the trauma that was suffered by migrant workers, many who lost their lives to build the stadiums for the World Cup in Qatar, All of that trauma is real. It's all here in the world right now. And all of it is asking us to help be a part of the healing that's needed to bring us back to a sense of wholeness. But that's not the only kind of trauma that we're going to talk about. Because trauma can also be a little bit more subtle, can't it? We, who aren't directly part of these events that I just talked about, we too can share that burden of trauma. And that's very human for us to empathize. I empathize with Club Q and with all of the mass shootings and with everything that's going on in the world. The challenge that we run into, though, is that humans, I don't think we're really designed to share the burden of trauma from a 24-7 news cycle that's obsessed with everything that's ugly in the world. That's so much trauma. And it's not wrong for us to want to empathize with that, but it's also natural that we would become overwhelmed with this. Though these traumas, these subtle traumas that we share with the world, they might seem small compared to those who experience them directly, nevertheless, they tend to add up if we don't do our work to heal them and to become, you know, build relationship with them. And when we look at our pasts, well, there's probably some emotional trauma that might be there too because no parent gets an instruction manual on how to give their their kids the kind of love that the kids need at that moment. You know, I remember as I was growing up, my mom didn't know how to give me love the way that I wanted love. And that's not her fault. She was doing the best that she could, but many of us, many of us are working through these things that were begun way back when we were little kids. And that's trauma that sticks with us too, because kids, they don't really have those resources unless we give them to them. So that's the reason why it's so important for me to recognize, to work, and to heal my own trauma, because I know that if I don't, I'm going to go through the world feeling so unsafe that I never step out of my comfort zone. In fact, that's how I lived much of my life, was never stepping outside of my comfort zone. And if I don't do this work, I can't find my way back home to that true self, that authentic self. In short, to live with this unhealed trauma is to live with this persistent, nagging, and overwhelming fear of the world. So that's enough doom and gloom. Let's talk about how we can bring in some healing, yeah? (laughs) One of the most powerful things that I have learned is that trauma often lives physically within our bodies. Often it lives as tension or dysfunction or perhaps um, challenges with our immune system or with our digestion. And the reason for this, it's actually pretty fascinating where the research is going with these things, that as our traumas are playing out in our subconscious, because if we haven't resolved them, they just kind of sit in our subconscious below our awareness, and they just kind of play like, you know, a rotisserie chicken, just rotisseries, (laughs) and um, just not nearly as delicious, Um, that trauma is subtly but consistently pushing against that fight, flight, or freeze response within us. And because it's pushing that button, even though we're not super aware of it, it raises the stress hormones in our bodies. And that stress hormone then causes our muscles to tense up as though we're ready to run or fight or freeze at a moment's notice. And I notice this in myself. I notice it when I'm in a situation that triggers me. And when I explore these things, usually that situation is just something that reminds me of something that happened in my childhood, but it plays out for me as me freezing. Like, okay. And my brain stops, and it becomes hypervigilant, vigilant. And my body tenses up, and I feel like I lose control over how I can respond to that situation. And what's worse is that that hypervigilance can stick with me for hours, sometimes days, after that event. Am I the only one who's experienced this? (laughs) Yeah. So the body then becomes a really powerful roadmap for me to find my way back to healing, psychological trauma, at the end of the day, is simply a set of complex emotions that we, for whatever reason, we just weren't equipped to deal with when we first experienced them, and so they're stuck. And these emotions are our body's way of trying to get our attention and let us know that, hey, Russ, things are not okay. (laughs) Need a little help here. Need a little attention. Could you help me out just a bit? Now, the challenge is that... Often, many of us grow up in in the society here in the United States and abroad, learning that we should just squish those emotions down. We don't need them. No, just get them away. I'm just like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Have any of you seen that meme on the internet of like the the blazing fire and the guy's just standing there? He says, this is fine. (laughs) But don't we do that yeah i mean i i notice when i do that the problem is that those emotions they'll start to burrow into our subconscious and they get clever <laughs> because they're still trying to get our attention and So they build new strategies to try and reach out to us. And so then we find that, oh, where's this weird pain coming from in my body? I don't know what that's all about. Or, you know, oh man, why am I so sick today? I thought I was doing so well and my immune system just went. And it's our emotions trying to get our attention. They're doing the best that they can because we said that we're not going to listen to them consciously. And so they're like, okay, let's try this. (laughs) <laughs> so what we can do is we can follow those, those pains, those tensions in our body. We can focus our awareness on them. And oftentimes, they'll lead us back to the memory of an event that caused them. And then, and I recommend doing this with a person that you trust, by the way, and we'll talk about that in a second, we can recognize that we are truly safe now in this moment. And in that safety of this present moment that we're in, we can take the time to truly understand what happened and to come to terms with it. To help ourselves to know that, yes, that event happened. I accept that it happened and it was painful. It sucked. But right now I'm safe and I'm okay. Okay. In fact, simply just identifying those feelings in our physical body can be that first step to start to unlock that healing for us. So to give you an example, I recently joined this amazing men's group that is professionally facilitated by my therapist. And in our last session together, we did an exercise where he helped to guide us through the resistance that we were facing in our lives. Like, what is it in life that we're resisting, and where is that resistance coming from? And as I was talking about my own resistance, I was kind of going into a little bit of a meditation and just sort of tuning my awareness into what was going on. I focused on my physical body. Where was I feeling stuck physically in my body, And so I felt like a little tension on my shoulders, my back. I felt kind of some stuff going on around my jaw and my neck. And I explored more and I just sat with those feelings for a bit. And soon my awareness started to shift down. And I got to around my heart and my solar plexus area. I was like, well, what do you know? There's this feeling of sadness there. I wonder what that's about so I asked that sadness. I actually addressed it directly and said, sadness, what is it that you want to tell me right now? And it told me that I was sad because it felt like that I am not seen and accepted for who I am. I was like, really? Okay, that's good to know what I found is that it was representing, it was kind of advocating for a part of me that wants to be seen for my gifts in the world, yes, but also to be seen and accepted despite my mistakes and my flaws, despite knowing that there are things in my life that I'm still working to heal. And what's really powerful, and this is the community aspect that I love so much, we then went around the group And we made direct eye contact. I was invited, or at least I was invited to make direct eye contact with all the men around me. And they had an opportunity to provide me with positive feedback that was grounded in their own emotional experience of what I had shared and their own ways of relating to me the things that they saw in themselves. And you know what? What? Remember, what my sadness was saying is that I don't feel seen. And in that moment, I felt so unbelievably seen and loved and accepted. And it was healing. I felt like that past trauma that had caused that sense of not being seen or heard finally had some resolution to it. And what that teaches me is that sometimes our traumas, they just want to be witnessed. They just want to be heard. They want to tell us what they're going to tell us without us trying to change them or to control them. And I think sometimes these traumas want to know that even though we may be sharing something uncomfortable with the world, by listening to them, by speaking them to those who we trust, Nevertheless, we are still loved and accepted by those around us. Fred Rogers once said, Anything that's human is mentionable. And anything that is mentionable can be more manageable. When we can talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, less upsetting, and less scary. The people we trust with that important talk can help us know that we are not alone. And so I know that our community has trauma living within it. And How could it not? Between a pandemic and climate change and fires and mass shootings and mass injustices, all of us are carrying different burdens of the pains that we maybe directly experienced or indirectly experienced in the world. And all of us have probably our own stuff, too, that we're carrying around that we might have been carrying for decades. The good news is that community, communities like this one, communities that are full of people who are showing up because there is love in your heart and you want more of that love. At least I think you want more of that love, right? Yeah? The good news is that this is exactly what it is that our trauma is asking for, for healing. There is an incredible power in being lovingly witnessed as we share our pain and our trauma with somebody that we trust, that we love. And there's an incredible power when we can find that person who can just listen without trying to fix us. Because the truth is, there's nothing here to fix. There's just the wholeness to be revealed. That's something that our amazing group of licensed practitioners can do with you in a private coaching session with them. And if you're wanting to work through something that feels stuck within you, they can prayerfully help you to find that healing within and we have even more than that here at our center. We have our circles for spiritual connection that allow you a place to unpack our Sunday talks and our messages here, as well as to unpack the burdens of the soul. Our group full circle, which comes back in February next year, is here to help you to work through the feelings that come up anytime we encounter death and dying in our lives. And our amazing Cancer Thrivers group is here to help you to work through the trauma that comes from living with and treating cancer. And we have our amazing Being and Belonging group that exists to bring healing and wholeness to individual and collective trauma that comes from systems of racism and oppression. And we have Reverend Scioto's amazing spiritual support ministry that has so many ways that can get you connected to somebody who will support you with whatever challenge that you might be experiencing right now. And we're not going to stop with those things, by the way. (laughs) We're going to continue to bring ways for you to experience healing within this community. So look out for new spiritual enrichment classes next year that are focusing on tools and techniques that can help you to explore and heal pain and trauma in your life, as well as support groups that can help you to find a way to get back to whatever this new normal looks like as we rediscover what it means to thrive, not just survive, but to thrive after this long pandemic. And keep an eye out for those fun in-person events too, because the simple act of sharing a joyful experience with your friends and family is itself deeply healing. And I was telling somebody the other day you know, about our um, pie party that we had last week, and I said, well, yeah, you know, pie heals all wounds. <laughs> and just this December, we have a, um, we're going to be sharing a holiday sing-along with ornament decorating and cookies for children and adults that I know is going to be so much fun. So we share these things as a community because it makes us doing this work so much easier. The thing I love about being in an accepting community like ours is that it helps us to share the load. To feel seen and to feel accepted despite our messiness. (laughs) Working through trauma by ourselves is incredibly challenging. And I want to get really real here. I have tried this. I have tried to work through it on myself. Please don't try to work through it just on your own. Um, Talk with a practitioner. Talk with a trusted friend. Talk with a therapist. It is so much easier to do this work when we have somebody who is able to walk the path with us so that we don't feel like we're doing it alone because we don't have to with the hands of others that are supporting us and loving us and accepting us while we grow and learn, we can find new, healthier ways to simply be in the world. And I know that our burden becomes lightened then because mine has been so much lighter since I found people who can help me with this. And what's really cool about this too, doing this in a community setting like ours, is that As we share in this collective growth, because we're working with others to heal shared trauma, like some of the kinds that I've spoken about already, we actually find healing for ourselves, too. Because you know what? When I'm helping somebody out with their trauma, I often see examples for myself. And then I get that reminder that I, too, am not alone. As we work to heal our collective trauma together, here's what I think we will find. Something magical will happen. We'll start to see bigger smiles in the social hall on Sundays. We'll see faces coming back that we haven't seen in ages. Laughter will become just a little bit easier. Our lives feel just a little bit more fulfilling. The masks that we sometimes wear to keep others at a distance might be left hanging in the back of our mental closets, collecting dust. We'll start to relate to one another, not from the automatic reactions that can come from that unhealed pain, but rather from our shared wisdom. A deep knowing that we've all made it through these challenges together. And our community will then be firmly rooted in the generous sharing of the boundless love of our hearts. And I know that that sharing is the soil from which our center will blossom anew. At that that point, my friends, I can truly say that we will have arrived at our dream home. And I really look forward to moving in with you. So let's take that into prayer, shall we? How good it is to be in the presence of the one, of the wholeness, of the love, of the amazing, infinite, divine. It is here now, just as it is everywhere. And its love, its wholeness, its oneness are here now, just as they are everywhere And so I know myself to be one with this divine, perfect presence, just as each and every person here and online and in our entire community, we are one with this wholeness, this oneness, this unconditional love. These aspects of that divine one make up our being. And so I know that they are available to us in their infinite nature here and now. And it is that unconditional love that I call forth here on our behalf today, calling forth its healing light, knowing that no matter what burdens we may be carrying, that with the help of that divine, with the help of our community, with the help of one another, knowing that each and every face here that is supporting another one is simply God supporting God. I know right here and now that these traumas are healed, that they are supported, that they are held lovingly by the unconditional love that flows limitlessly through our hearts. I see us coming together as one, sharing our love for one another, our acceptance of one another, and opening us up to be a space of profound healing, of profound acceptance, of profound love, knowing that that is who and what we are. And so I call forth that experience for us right here and now. I know that it is present. And I know that if there is anybody here with us that is seeking that support, that the universe conspires to bring it forth for them, to remind us all that we are one and that we are supported by this divine that acts as and through us in this world. And so I am just grateful for this, grateful for the fulfillment of this prayer, grateful for our courage to face those parts of ourselves that are asking for healing. I am grateful for this. And I release this word and I let it be. And together we say, and so it is.